0: way back way you know that i don't play streets not safe but i never run away even when i'm away O T O T. there's never much love when we go ot i pray to make it back in one piece i pray i pray That's
1: why I need welcome back no clue podcast episode 59 we've returned
2: we have returned
1: i'm one of your hosts i'm
2: mike and i'm tyler
1: Got a nice short episode for y'all today.
2: Yeah, just talking about Game Three. Um, (laughs) what do you think, man?
1: It was messy.
2: Raptors squash the Warriors in Game Three. For those who missed it,
1: yeah, it it was a fourteen-point game, which means like you know it wasn't that bad, but it it was it was more than that to me.
2: (laughs) Right, it was like a seven-point game for like eighty percent of the game. And um, <laughs> never got much closer than that. Yeah. All right, go, go ahead. What do you think? First um, thoughts.
1: I want to, like, actually talk about the the players' performances and, you know, team performance. So I just – we got to talk about the refs right off the bat.
2: <laughs> oh, you want to start with the refs?
1: Yeah. I just okay. – before we talk about anything, and it's probably going to cut into any other point we honestly make – yeah. Uh, because it had such an impact of the game, but uh, that was the worst officiated game I'd ever seen in the NBA.
2: It's definitely the worst I've ever seen in a playoff game by a long shot.
1: And and what's crazy is uh, I remember the, um, I think it was O two 2 Kings-Lakers uh, game 6, I want to say.
2: Yeah, the game that Donahue is... Yeah, allegedly. But yeah. Th-
1: this is the thing: watching it in hindsight, and you know, kind of just seeing the game and on NBA TV. Yeah, it's it, w- it. clearly was intentional, where it's the refs are favoring the Lakers. Uh huh. Like it was. Bl- it was just blatant. Mm-hmm. Where in this game, like you can make an argument that the Raptors got more calls, and I think they did. That's that's not a hot take. Mm-hmm. But it was just pure stupidity. Yeah. Like, I thought every, it was, every I thought call it was felt clear. stupid.
2: I thought it was pretty clear that the Raptors got more, but... I think the Raptors ones were, like, more insane calls. It, they may not have gotten more calls, but theirs were more phantom to me. Like, the... <laughs> Like, come on, dude. How many games have you ever seen them miss two goal tens in the same game? That
1: second, the one on Ibaka on Cousins was just insane.
2: Two of them? I've I've seen them miss one a lot of times. And it still is not that often. But to miss two in the same game, that's, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. And they were both obvious. Because the other one was, what, Draymond? He tried to draw the foul, and it hit the backboard, and then someone came and literally glassed it right after it hit the backboard. Come on, man. That's crazy. The fouls. Last game, it was last game Kawhi had 15 free throws? Or the first game? 16, yeah. Right. Come on, man. This game had a modest 11. (laughs) Trying to see if he could beat the record. This game. (laughs)
1: Dude, it just – I mean, some of the individual calls that killed me was the Steph Curry carry. Missed it, yeah. Just how do you not see that? I I just don't understand. It's so blatant. He just – he, like, picks the ball up and just kind of drags it forward.
2: Yeah. And he had two of those that he did pretty blatant. One of them I thought he was going to pass. He threw everyone off in the game like it was a fake pass and then he just dribbled it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it just it felt like a, there were so many calls that were late. Really late. Too, just like it felt at one point I'm like, dude, are you honestly just guessing because guys are getting upset on the court? Right. You know well. what I mean? Guys started getting frustrated because the officiating was so bad that, you know, a lot of times when there was contact on a drive Everybody was throwing their hands up like, what the fuck?
2: Yeah, there was, like, two consecutive ones Um, in the first... It might have been the first quarter. Kawhi went one time, barely got touched. It went off the backboard. Cousins gets the rebound and, like, takes a dribble, and then they blow the whistle. Yeah. Yeah, like, come on, man. It's, it's insane. The late calls didn't make any sense. Because they weren't, like, really bad calls. It was just really bad for them to have been late like man i missed that i need to call that they weren't none of them were that bad that i felt like they needed to call
1: and it was it's like those late calls slowed down the game and what's crazy to me is that it's like i understand if there's a lot of you know illegal contact going on so you want to call the game tight so guys clean it up yeah okay if you're gonna call the game for 48 minutes like that that's fine right but when you call the game in the first quarter all the calls are late or phantom and then in the second quarter nothing's getting called. Right. Like there I, st- I thought there was a ton of stuff throughout the game that just wasn't called.
2: I agree. And yeah. it's
1: like what the not only are you making bad calls, but you're missing stuff. So you're fucking up like on 70-80% of the plays.
2: Right. And as much as Cousins is, you know, can be an idiot at some times he can be out of control with how he talks to the refs and obviously he's led the league in text multiple times um he gets hacked a lot that they never call at all a lot he took a lot of really bad shots right and they some of them probably would have been bailouts but it was clear that it was uneven in the calls I think like him and Gasol or him and Ibaka or whatever like, it was like the same banging that they don't call on both sides. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is crazy. And it happens sometimes for the Raptors, but it will be like the consecutive plays. Like, exact same hit doesn't get called that you just called last play.
3: Yeah, man. It's yeah, man. It's the,
1: the two calls, the other two calls I remember that killed me was, so... You call, Lowry tries to run a, in the first quarter, Lowry runs a handoff, but I think Danny Green, or no, Danny Green runs a handoff with Kawhi, maybe, and he yeah. gets called for the offensive foul, like it's an illegal screen. Yeah, yeah. Despite the fact that he doesn't really touch, um, I think it was Curry. Right. Doesn't, you know, Curry falls, but it' not much to do with Green's contact. Green just kind of had to stop himself.
2: Yeah, he was just moving a little bit more than he should have, but it wasn't like a blatant. Yeah, like you, screen. if
1: you're gonna allow a physical game, you let that go. Because
2: mm-hmm. they let that go every other game, right? And There's then this Complete illegal screens that they let go in games, a hundred percent. Yeah,
1: and for the Warriors, probably more than on most teams.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Draymond says an illegal screen every screen, <laughs> <laughs> every single
1: one. I, I, I don't argue. <laughs> I'm not arguing with that. Steven
2: but. Adams does too for the Thunder. Every screen. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um,
1: But take a look at that Danny Green call and compare it to what they called on Quinn fucking Cook.
2: <laughs> who was not even going to set a screen. <laughs> who did
1: exactly what Danny Green did. Stopped. He actually stopped before the mistake that Green had made. Right. And Lowry trucks him to continue to play good defense. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets called for the offensive foul. That feels to me like you looked at it, you were like, oh, I made that call earlier, so it has, I have to make the same call again.
2: Yeah, the, the thing about the Cook one is that Lowry like, went out of his way to hit Cook. Exactly. <laughs> on purpose. Steph really wasn't out of his way, but Green really wasn't in his way. But it was so blatant that Lowry like jumped so far away from Steph could have took an open shot when Lowry hit Cook. Like, right, were... he was that far away. Yeah, that was that was a crazy call. I mean, both of them were crazy calls. And but...
1: that and that call was in the fourth quarter, and it, I'm pretty sure it was at a point when the Warriors were within seven to
2: ten. It was, yeah. It was a momentum play. You know what I mean? It just yeah. it's crazy to me, man. Yeah, it that it was definitely a shady. I well, won't. I won't say shady, but it was definitely a questionable night for the refs. Yeah, I would have took the fine that after the game if I was Kirk.
1: Dude, I made it. It got so bad that I made a joke. I was like, "Dude, I would have." And you, you play with me for a couple of years. Like, I never lose my composure on the court. I never flip out on a ref. Right. Dude, I would have been so fucking irritated if I was cousins or even green at one point. Yeah. I would have fucking clothes clotheslined somebody like like that dude did to Terrence fucking Jones.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, me too, man. Dude, I was, was just really losing bad.
1: my mind. I'm like, dude, there's no consistency. It's like every bang-bang call you call wrong, every non-call you like you just guess. Yeah. And then you let like physical OD physical plays go. Like there's nothing it's like every decision looked wrong, especially in the key moments of, like, every fucking quarter it felt like.
2: And it, it also seemed like every time Warriors had good momentum, it was a bad call coming, like right 100%. after. A hundred percent. As soon as they got within seven, oh, here comes a bad call. Or, oh, here comes, you know. they Now, don't get me wrong, they made a lot of mistakes. Draymond had a crazy amount of turnovers at one point, like, in a weird time in the game. Um... I think he finished with four turnovers. Cousins had three turnovers. Don't get me wrong, they didn't play good, but the refs were definitely not on their side.
1: We'll talk about the performance, but it's just I definitely agree while I don't think the number of calls was that OD for either side, I definitely agree that like the calls that went against the Warriors were in such critical moments of the game. Yeah that it just I'm like dude like I get it you're fighting you have one guy playing well you know how hard it is to fight through a game when only one guy is having a good game oh yeah for like sure. it's fucking impossible and you you cut it to 7 on like so often on maybe like four or five different occasions mm-hmm. and it just just terrible calls
2: i think the number was very similar but i just think the warriors ones were worse and That's the missed ones. Yeah.
1: We're, we're kind of looking at it a different way, but yeah, it's pretty much the same point.
2: I think it was um I think there was more missed ones on the Warriors side too. That's just fair, like yeah. Completely just I mean, like we said, the fouls, the bumping and grinding, the gold pins. But then there's the blatant carries. It's like they just throw it through them a bone for the carries.
1: <laughs> Come on, man. Like so many mistakes, it's hard for me to even think it was fixed. Right, like it just makes me point. Like it has to be stupidity because there's no logic behind any of these decisions. Right,
2: there wasn't. Yeah, okay. But,
1: but having said that, there the game still went on. There yeah. wasn't a malice in the palace.
2: Nope. <laughs> Luckily. Right.
1: Could have could have happened. We even had a fan incident. <laughs> Right. It was just setting itself up to happen. (laughs) Yeah. One team was killing the other. Like, a lot of similarities. No, but I guess let's talk about the fan thing first. I mean, a year ban.
2: Uh, Oh, did they give him a year ban?
1: Yeah. He's a Golden State Warrior investor.
2: Wow. I didn't think that was worth a year ban, personally. But I get it. You're not supposed to touch the players. I get it.
1: I, thought, I didn't think it was worth a year, though. Dude, why do, I don't understand. I've seen it a couple times. Dude, what, like, why do that? Yeah. Like, dude, know. why do you hate, like, I never, you know, I hated Joakim Noah. I hated, uh, you know, a lot of Eastern Conference guys that killed the Wizards. <laughs> uh, LeBron yeah. at one point I hated. But, like, dude, if I was sitting courtside and he flew in trying to, like, make a good team play, Mm -hmm. like, I never had the thought of, I'm just going to randomly turn and reach over there to shove him. Right. It just, I understand why they banned him. They could have banned him from war. If he was just a, if he was a regular dude, he probably would have never went to a Warriors game again
2: right
3: yeah
1: and it just i just don't understand the law like if he flew into you and maybe he hurt you and that pissed you off okay you know that's still not allowed but i understand the thought process
3: mm-hmm.
1: but just to read like he was not involved in the the incident and he just reaches out and shoves him with for god knows what reason Right. Like, why yeah. not just turn and say the profanity that you said?
2: <laughs> right. That would have worked, yeah. That's and like, that's, that's, really that's gonna, trash talking. Gonna that's gonna what do.
1: fans do. Like, you know what I mean? hmm But to shove him and make it a physical altercation, like, props to Larry for not Luke. Because the way that game was going, if if Cousins, if somebody did that to Cousins in Toronto... Dude, <laughs> cousins would have been charged for murder.
2: <laughs> well, that's why no one would do it to cousins. <laughs> I would hope not, but <laughs> yeah. No, I get, I get. It you. Just
1: it just frustrates me that like again, where's the logic? Like, what are you thinking in that situation? I
2: don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I think because we've played, I can't even comprehend how these fans like care so much about the game to like do anything like that right don't even yell anything at the players not the other team like i'll yell at my team for being trash but i'm not gonna yell at the other team for anything like they're doing their jobs they're winning right (laughs) i'm supposed to win i get paid to win so win
1: and larry and larry wasn't like you know larry's not a fucking bruce bowen who's just kicking people or doing playing like a zaza Pachulia. you know what i mean
2: He's not a disrespectful player, no.
1: Right. Lowry's one of the most respectful players in the league. Yeah. Like, there's not... a Like, not all those guys are role models, but, like, LeBron, D. Wade, and Lowry are definitely role models off the court. Yeah. You know, there's other guys, but it's not the point. But it's just, like... There's there's no explanation that makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, but the, the thing is, too, a lot of those fans, they don't really care about those guys off the court. They're... You know, they're just they're worthless off the court to most of the fans, especially the rich fans. But they even on the core, Larry.
1: Lowry's not like you said. He's not a disrespectful player. Like
2: no, he's not. He's not. It's yeah. just
1: it's crazy. I mean, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Like I understand what you were saying that maybe doesn't deserve a year because it wasn't that serious.
2: He definitely should miss the rest of the playoffs. Clearly.
1: Yeah, but but just, missing
2: all the next season.
3: Uh,
1: I I understand you don't want to allow you know you don't want to set the precedent that that's acceptable in any way yeah because all it takes is one guy to do something insane you know I mean Malice in the Palace (laughs) right Ron Artest is trying to calm down dude throws a fucking cup of ice on
2: him right it takes a couple of ice cubes to turn the whole (laughs) (laughs) turn the whole uh, arena out (laughs) <laughs> yeah.
1: no i mean just imagine if you know if you have anger issues like dude i've had days yeah, when i'm so I fucking mad like i couldn't i couldn't fathom getting hit in the face with a cup of ice like i would fucking kill somebody <laughs> right and basketball especially at the nba level you know there's a lot of pressure even if you're winning by a lot like you know the game could be going a certain way
2: and plus if you're not you're not used to that like you play eighty games if you never got hit with ice, and then like your fourth year in the league, you get hit right. with ice for the first time, you might snap, yeah, like yo what what just happened? <laughs> you know it's startling, and if,
1: yeah. if I mean it's kind of even you know our test got suspended for what a year of basketball, pretty much, like seventy games,
2: yeah, I think so, yeah,
1: and this fan's getting suspended a year.
2: That was a wild game. It, it was. No, but uh, let's
1: talk about the game for real. Because we've been okay. kind of talking about the other, the extra bullshit. Okay. What team you want to get into first?
2: Uh, let's get into Steph Curry. Let's get into that team.
1: That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the Golden State Currys out there.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It was. It dude, was indeed. I, you know,
1: I felt bad for him because, um, like, just watching him cook the way he did, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, he could never carry a team like LeBron or KD or, like, none of these big wing players. Because mm-hmm. he's just, like, he just doesn't have the size to control the game in every way.
2: Y- yeah. Yeah. The thing is, um, part of it is that he's not, like, the best defender on the team. Right. Like, the guys you named, Kawhi, LeBron, Kobe, um, those guys are clearly the best defenders on their teams almost all the time. So, Steph is just, really, is just he just waits for the defense to finish, you know? For, yeah. And not that he doesn't play defense, because he does.
1: He's a good system defender.
2: Yeah, but as far as his impact, he's just out there just playing D until the rest of the team finishes defense. And most of the time, his team, the rest of the team's defense isn't as good as some of the other guys because, you know, maybe it is because they're bigger and they have a bigger impact on the defense, you know? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I I agree. He can only carry them as far as points. And the thing, the thing is, he could have carried them if – if someone else like just took one bag, like one bag of the groceries, that, <laughs> like that's all. Like, yeah, really, all he needed, for real like,
1: though. No, you're you're right.
2: No one had any bags. Usually, even with LeBron, there's always one person. Like, even if they're not good,
1: they'll randomly have a night.
2: Yeah, they'll hit four threes, like like Danny Green did. Right. I mean, they'll have a night like that. Steph, literally, everyone else on the team play like trash. Other than Steph. And Quinn Cook had some nice shots. But, I mean, you know, he couldn't do much. <laughs> right. And the problem is they can't both be out there at the same time. And that's nope. the other thing that is different about LeBron, Kawhi, Greek Freak, and Kobe. They can they don't have to be in their position all the time. Yeah. Steph has to be the point guard on, or he might as well not be out there. But, you know, LeBron...
1: Because it's, it's tough because, like... That's why green works usually works so well for them because Curry can be on off the ball on offense. Yeah. But he really can't guard top tier, you know, two guards or forwards. Right. Whereas, right. like you said, those other guys, they, they can do that.
2: Yeah, and LeBron can just be out there. It doesn't matter who else, as long as you have four other guys, you can play positionless basketball with LeBron out there. But you can't do that with Steph. He has to be at his position or close to it and the only other time you can do that is if um van vliet and lowry are out on the same time on their end you know yeah i i do
1: and i I don't want to sound too critical of steph because i'd rather shit on the other fucking 11 guys that played
3: Mm -hmm.
1: um because they were awful but i steph's numbers got inflated just just slightly because of Lowry's just incompetence.
3: <laughs>
2: Why do you say that?
1: That stretch where Lowry fouled him like three possessions in a row.
3: Yeah.
1: For like just that when half court. Right at the three point line. Even Steph wasn't even shooting. And then on yeah. the shot I think I went. not I'm like, dude. What is the matter with you?
2: Right. You're right.
1: It was like seven straight points. And Steph like. You know, Steph had patches where he was cooking, Mm -hmm. but he had a couple stretches where he really wasn't doing much. Right. I mean, obviously, that was the stretches when they were, you know, giving up more of the fucking game. Mm Mm-hmm. But Lowry just gave him, like, throughout the whole game, he probably gave him, like, 11 free points.
2: Yeah, but that's for Steph, though. They wouldn't be free points for everybody. No, I mean, i give you that. And that's what made... Steph still, like, it made it seem like he was dominating Lowry more, like you said. But, I mean, it, he had as many tough shots as he did get easy shots.
1: No, i give you that. Yeah, he had a great game.
2: Yeah, he did, yeah.
1: But, uh, I'll start <laughs> right away. Time. I'll start right away with the the decision to start Livingston. Yeah. Was... It might be
2: one of Kerr's worst decisions of his career. Now, I I can't
1: point at another, like, a possible fix. You know what I mean? Like, in hindsight, usually you could be like, well, you know, you could have put this guy
2: in. I
1: can't point at McKinney? No, absolutely not. Jarebko? Absolutely not. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: It would have been just of a disaster as it was, but man, you could just feel how little space there was out there with Livingston and fucking Green and Iguodala.
2: Yeah.
1: I was like, man. And Cousins, you know, Cousins takes a second to shoot it. But I was just like, man, there is no space. None at all. Like Curry's, and and he was cooking early on, and I was just like, I was all the more impressed. I'm like, dude, like he's doing this with, like none of these guys are opening up the court for him.
2: McKinney would have would have given him slightly more space because McKinney has hit some some threes before. Threes. But I don't know if Livingston has hit a three his whole career. <laughs> I mean, like it, it was bad. Cause, but the crazy thing is, like later in the game, he started playing okay. He had a nice dunk. Yeah. Uh, You know, he had some pretty good passes, tough rebounds. Well, you know,
1: Draymond Green, once the game was out of reach, Draymond Green boosted his stats by like 10 points. Yeah. Honestly, Draymond Green to me had a a real seven. Mm -hmm. Because he was was a foot short on jump shots when the game was in reach. But he was cashing them when the game was a blowout.
2: Yeah, he was carrying the rafters bags for the first <laughs> game, for the first three quarters.
1: My God, dude, he, he really, he exposed himself in my opinion. Yeah. Because he was the se- he was supposed to be the second guy.
2: He, had, he shot three air balls. It was, it was a lot. Three air balls, four turnovers. And they were uh, such
1: bad turnovers.
3: Yeah.
2: It wasn't were, like
1: a, tried a good idea and defense made a good play. No, I'm pretty sure all four were just throws to Toronto.
2: And, the, and then... You might yeah, as well put
1: a fucking red jersey on him.
2: And he got out rebounds like so easily, it seemed like. Yeah, he had like three really nice hustle rebounds. But then the other times, he was just like Danny Green was getting rebounds right over him.
1: Lowry was boxing him out.
2: Right, and that really wasn't that great of a call either, but, you know, we're done with the rest of the conversation. <laughs> it
1: just, I thought Green was, and, and I can't, usually I'd be mad at him for this, uh-huh. but, like, again, we talked about how awful the officiating was. He was kind of losing his composure on a number of plays.
2: Yeah, he was. He Because he was really close to a tech a couple of times. Dude,
1: at least three.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, they... The league should not let Green like have a have a cushion, like a handicap. With exactly. Techs. But they do. Like they let they say, Oh, that's Green, you know, we don't call that one. We wait until he really explodes before we call the tech. Like, no. He should get a tech for everything he does like everyone else. Just like the BS one Steph got for throwing it in the air. Like Steph never he rarely gets techs. If he gets a tech, it's like something really serious. But Draymond could do anything up until, like, he threatens the refs' lives before they start calling his Yeah, man.
1: I was just thinking, like, they allow him to just, like, scream and one or foul, like, in their face. (laughs) I'm like, dude, like, LeBron would get fucking ejected for that shit. Yeah, so,
2: well.
1: Like, LeBron does it. Yeah. But LeBron never, like, faces and walks up to the fucking ref.
2: Yeah, LeBron never is, like, threatening with his body language, like Draymond. Like, if I was a ref and I was, you know, my height, I would be scared of Draymond, <laughs> how he approaches the refs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. LeBron doesn't approach the refs with, like, anger like he's going to hurt them. Yeah. Draymond does, though.
1: For That's sure. crazy to me, man.
2: And Boogie even doesn't do that. He right. doesn't look like he's going to hurt anyone. It's usually just him over whining. Yes. But... Draymond, like, and they let him do it up until, like, they really are scared for their lives or something. (laughs) Which is weird, but I I think they need to stop doing that with the cushion. Or else Draymond's never going to mature. He's never going to get better at it. He
1: just, like, I just gave him credit for um, maturing, coming out of that Portland series. Yeah. But, like, it's, i give him a pass for this game yeah. Because the too. officiating was so awful. For sure. But any other game and I'd have been all over him like, dude, you cannot act like that.
2: I almost think he should have got a tech last last he game. He definitely should <laughs> have. Because it's like that's the one those are the ones you get text for when you're really when it's really blatant. Don't get text for ones like, you know, you got hit on your wrist and you want the foul. Like get a tech for them missing something. Because like, then they have to look it over. That's when they go back and the L two M, you know, report comes back. I'd like to see that from last game. By the way,
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's getting fucking archived at the CIA.
3: Right? The
2: fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, moving on from Draymond, who else? Igudala. Uh, I, I mean,
1: Igudala didn't do anything. He, he, the you mentioned this when we were watching the game. Like, uh, you you sent us a message to me. Yeah. Uh, he, about like one one play, he'll make a great defensive
2: play. Oh yeah, his inconsistent and, defense, and then get cooked on the next play. And it's by someone like Siakam, like works him with the same spin move four times in the game, like. And it was in a small stretch, too. It was the same move.
1: Yeah, Yeah, man. I was just like, dude, you can't get cooked by role players. Like, dude, how do you stop LeBron year after year and you're staying in front of Kawhi?
2: He came down and just stripped Kawhi, like, straight up. Just took it right out of his hands. Right. But then Siakam just does a little fake spin and has three open layups.
1: Yeah, or Lowry just rises up in your eye, like... (laughs)
2: Yeah exactly Like come on Iguodala I don't understand why it's like that I don't know if it's Like Siakam's not I'll give Lowry cause Lowry might be more quick He might be quicker than um Iguodala But the Siakam's and Ibaka's That work him all the time They're not much stronger Yeah you can't let that quicker. happen bro Yeah it's, it's crazy and, the, and it's easy buckets too They give him Like yeah. Uncle Drew buckets <laughs> They're like street ball buckets. Si-
1: dude, that shot Siakam hit where he just like dribble, 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 and like le- uh, off one foot step
2: back. Yeah.
1: I was so shook. I was like, dude, I-, I know I didn't just see that.
3: Right.
1: In Livingston's eye. Livingston barely played a minute after that, by the way.
2: Yeah, he's another one who one minute he'll play, one second he'll play a good D. Not as you know, not to the level of Iguodala, but Livingston seems like he's a better than average defender sometimes. Yeah. And then he proves you wrong the next play, which is crazy. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, Cousins was awful.
2: Yeah, one for seven. Um, he took terrible shots.
1: Yes. And th- what's crazy is, remember I mentioned to you, like, what's he going to look like in game four? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he exhausted. looked
1: yesterday like I thought he would on Friday,
2: right? Yeah, I see. which
1: which is scary to me because I mean it clearly shows he's not healthy, mm-hmm. and you know I I feel that because I'm just now starting to get back into basketball,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: there's days where I feel like like damn I maybe I never got hurt, right? And then there's days where I can't make a shot, I can't really move, like yeah, and that's what he looked like. He looked awful. He looked slow. He couldn't really get up for rebounds.
2: Yeah, his re- his rebounding was really bad.
1: I mean, his rebounding game, too, was, like, essential. Mm-hmm. And he was
2: just... But also, as a player, and I I could see he was trying to get calls, but me and you both, we, we know what this is like. When you know that the refs are, you know, are not there, like, you have to change your game. Like, right, okay, 100%. Like, you do it three times because he was trying, like, the hold off of one arm and grab the rebound thing, but, like, they foul you trying to pull that one arm down. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they didn't call it, like, three times in a row. And he kept doing it the whole night, and they never called it.
1: Yeah, you can't ask the refs to help you out. At the end of the day, you have to play.
2: Yeah, like, that first quarter is a feel-out quarter for you to see what the refs are on today. Like, okay. You know, the refs got their glasses today. Got it. But if they don't, like, you have to change your game. And he didn't change his game. Yeah, he man. just kept trying to draw the same fouls yeah, that man. were never going to be called.
1: Great players have to make that adjustment. I thought Embiid struggled throughout the playoffs. I thought Harden struggled at some points throughout the playoffs.
2: Harden definitely is the master of not changing his game. Regardless yeah, and, of what you, the refs and you have to
1: be able to adapt. Yeah. Just like... Uh, well, I'll get into it. I'll save the adapting for later.
2: <laughs> um, last person on the Warriors I want to talk about is Jordan Bell.
1: Just and got because, destroyed by that one dunk,
2: <laughs> right? And he he came in and was like
1: awful in every way.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and the the worst part is that block he had was vicious, though. Yeah, I give the wor- it to him. worst part is about him is that he gets no rebounds, and he probably has the best vert like in the gym at the time, but he doesn't get any rebounds.
3: Yeah, he man. had two
2: in nine minutes, which isn't bad. But the way Steph was playing, you should have two rebounds in nine minutes because Steph is putting up shots, and the game was going quick when he was in the game. But it's like the shot goes up and guys just work around him like so easily like i think he thinks he's just gonna out jump people that's not how you get rebounds in the nba so much yeah and ibaka will just like give him a little bump and he's like standing out of bounds while ibaka's tapping it in easily yeah and um which is like a veteran thing so it could just be maybe he just doesn't understand that maybe like if david west was there he would teach him that move but like if you're not ready to do that, he needs to stop coming in the game. And then Damian Jones comes in and shocks me because I didn't know he was even healthy. <laughs> he came in for the last minute. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. He should have been in there. Not Jordan Bell.
1: Well, well, Bogut was like uh, was probably the only one who contributed.
2: Bogut has... This has been a good series for Bogut so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, even uh, I was listening to the commentary and Jeff Van Gundy was giving him shout-outs for his uh, MVP play from Australia because he yeah. was bringing that to the game.
2: <laughs> right, for sure. He
1: had, a, like, the tip-ins, the tip man, he's good at those. Yeah, he's, he was
2: the second-best player on the board. That's, so. man. Yeah, yeah, and he was third best the night before, so... <sighs> yeah, man, it's just...
1: Uh, yeah, the thing that frustrates me with Bell mm-hmm. is... Uh, there's no fundamentals. No, he you has
3: know what no I mean? Like
1: He looks like he's never worked on the essential basic skills of basketball a day in his fucking life.
3: Right.
2: And the thing is, McCurr being the basketball savant yes. he claims to be, I don't know why they don't use him how he should be used knowing he doesn't know any fundamentals. Like there's other players who don't have fundamentals that teams find a way to use. But they don't find any way to use Bell in a positive way. He just gets exposed. And they and they yeah, time. they
1: put him out there to like get exposed. They put him in these tough positions like, you know, his man sets a screen, then all of a sudden he's on Kawhi. Right. Like you're not you're not really giving this guy a position to play and you're just throwing him out there and asking him to just do something.
3: Right.
2: And McKinney, they kind of do the same thing with McKinney. Right. But with Bell, like, there's no there's no pick and lob plays for him. There's no, like, backdoor. I know, yeah, there's no Only back thing he does is hand the cut. ball
1: off when the offense breaks down.
2: Right. So, I'm like, every other, every other team who has a player like him, they figure it out. Like, even OG Ananube for, um. Yeah, Toronto. They figured it out with him. Right. He goes baseline every time. Don't do anything else but go baseline. And yeah. He's so strong, he's hard to stop when he goes baseline, and that's it. And he works.
1: And you know, like, you can't just use the excuse of, like, Bell can't hit shots. No, you can't. Like, you still got to find a way to use him, or then you, why play him?
3: Right.
2: Yeah, so. But
1: there's still, like, dude, you can't check in the game and the first play. They literally, they immediately call a pick and roll with your man <laughs> And you let Kawhi just fucking, just right around you, and let yeah. him put it on your head.
2: Right, and then on offense, the play, like, there's no play that puts you near the paint, knowing that your game is in the paint. Yeah, Like, they'll run the whole play, and he's standing at, like, the left wing, like, out the left wing, Shit and no one's no guarding sense. him.
1: And they ask him to, like, be a playmaker, like... Curry dumps it down, somebody rotates, and he has to make the next play. Like, dude, he doesn't make plays. He's a finisher.
2: He has to be like the Draymond when Draymond's not in. And that's... <laughs>
1: the joke.
2: Right. Like, yeah.
1: Curry's got to... Curry po- coached this game pretty poorly, in my opinion.
2: I It's one of the worst I've seen him coach, yeah. And the thing is, I don't, I don't think in a universe that he would have won the game unless Steph had, like... 70 (laughs) well the way everyone else was playing yeah but if he had coached this it would have been possible for them to win the game the way steph was playing
1: yeah but um none of the other guys were really and they played bad but like they really weren't put in positions to be successful
2: and the crazy thing is they weren't really contributing to steph being successful right that's what really blew my mind A lot of Steph's shots were just Steph being the best player on the court. It wasn't like Steph, um, wasn't like Draymond setting a great screen and Steph using it, and like they move the ball really well and Steph gets open. No, it was like Steph really just had to play one on five on offense most of the time. And you know that's really not how they play, so they can't win that way if that's not how they play. Because we see what Durant does when he's there; it's the same thing. It looked like Steph was Durant, and when they switched. when Durant is out there with the scrubs, that's what it looked like—the one man show.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, let's get let's get to some positive about the Raptors though, because they, you know, they played well. Danny they Green. won. <laughs> yeah, they won. Yeah. Danny it, Green shot great. At
1: the end of the day, gotta win. Doesn't matter what's going on. Got to win the game. Yep. Just from Would a you- team perspective. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Danny Green. Dude, yeah. how, like, and they hit a number of threes. That was, it, like, 17 or something? Um,
2: uh, Yeah, something like that. Se-
1: yeah. I'm going to say 17 threes. Man, I swear, like, 15 of them were clutch. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they hit 17.
1: <clears throat> so many, like, so many dagger shut, shut the crowd up threes. Yeah. I was just like, damn, like... Every Lowry three was was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Kawhi's two three pointers were a big deal. Like, I was just like, man, I've never seen so many three pointers that had such a huge like momentum effect on the game.
2: And Kawhi's were kind of random because there was a point where he really wasn't shooting that well, right? And then, like, then all of a sudden he hit a a three, like a and it, they were tough shots too sometimes. Yeah.
1: Van Fleet was insane with his three threes.
2: Yeah, that uh, one from the corner that that, that was crazy. I mean, yeah. he he played good. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was just
2: it was just a lot of tough to let, shots. They refused to let McCaw score, huh? The <laughs> <laughs>
1: they they didn't even let him get a shot. He tried to lose. He was minus five.
3: Right? Yeah.
1: Oh man, but um. Yeah, individually man, Larry I thought offensively was phenomenal. Mhm. Uh like I said, his, all his threes were huge. Uh he controlled the game very well, nine assists to three turnovers. Like none of his turnovers were like Draymond Green. Right. You know what I mean? So he was out there trying to make good plays. Mm-hmm. Uh he was working defensively other than that f- stretch where he was fouling. Mhm. Uh he was like you said, he is their leader and he played like a leader yesterday.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kawhi, Kawhi played decent. Okay. I mean his stats his stats make it look like he played amazing.
1: Right. He he didn't he wasn't out there, you know, as the their clear cut guy. Like No. They he, just they won.
2: Right, exactly. He didn't look like the Best player on the team necessarily, but he, he played good. You know he had he played some really good defense at certain points of the game. Yeah, and then Siakam had that stretch where he Siakam was. Siakam was
1: incredible in the first
2: half. Yeah, like I was saying about Iguodala, he just had that stretch where he just kept spinning and layup, 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 layup. Yeah, man.
1: He, he his first half of game three was what his whole game was in game one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was just ultra aggressive, but under control. He wasn't forcing, you know, awful shots even though he's like kind of bulldozing his way to the basket. Mhm. He actually has surprisingly good touch around the paint.
3: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Like
1: he's not just like a extension finisher cuz he's fucking the longest guy on the
2: court. Right. Um Ibaka came in and he good rebounded minutes. really well. Um he was he had some just really good hustle plays overall. Yeah. He had a good energy,
1: man. That's a lot a lot of times uh that I don't see enough of that from him.
2: Right, I agree.
1: Like yeah. just he's just always finding the ball. He's always in the good position to help. Like yep. that was his game in OKC.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, and blocks, he had some great blocks. Right. He's gotten away from some of that, which, you know he's just kind of been declining. Maybe it's age, I don't really know, but
2: he had six blocks.
1: I mean, he had like three at the end when they were just coming at him, like here, block this, block that.
2: Right, and two of them were golden, and as we know, exactly. So, um, Gasol played well. He, I mean, Cousins playing bad helped Gasol play well, I think, and then. But I, know, I noticed
1: the... if if that was Valanchunas out there, they could have lost this game.
2: I agree, cause is was like, oh, his aggression was is so random on <laughs> offense.
1: Yeah, man, I that's that right. Like Mark Gasol showed me the difference between a veteran player and just like a a good a guy with a good ceiling. Right. You know what and, I mean? Gasol was just making all the right plays. Yeah. Uh, he you know he forced it on a couple plays, but it was because the shot clock was running out. It wasn't anything. It wasn't him being a selfish like, I haven't scored. Let me force it. Right. Whereas Valanciunas would do that. Yep. Valanciunas doesn't give you the floor spacing. He doesn't give you the assists. He doesn't give you the smart defense. Right. Uh, it just yeah, it really showed. It really showed what a great uh, trade it was for them
2: yeah i agree Yep. i mean both well all their pieces all their trade pieces played well
1: yeah yeah and gasol gasol a great like he either makes a decision uh, to score or he moves the ball
3: mm-hmm.
1: there's not too many plays of him just fucking having the ball up top trying to direct traffic right you know what i mean yeah, and he's done a good job adjusting because in Memphis he did do that at certain points.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, he's he was great. And the other thing to notice about the stats, the basically the starting five is really all that contributed on Toronto. You know, Van Fleet's
1: Vliet, eleven points were key, though.
2: They were key, but you're you know only six players had double digits, and they're the top six. And then Ibaka, you know, he got... He only had seven guys score. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm saying the top six because that shows that they really didn't need to do much on defense against the Warriors' top six. Yeah. They only played one. (laughs) They only really had to guard one out of the Warriors' top six. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, they're starting five. Three of them had double digits, and that's it. Only three players on the whole team had double digits. You know, and that, you know, they didn't have to work that hard to beat um, the Warriors last night. Yeah, I agree. And they should have beat them worse. You know, Steph's magic is the reason why it was even that close to me. Dude, Um, if
1: Steph doesn't have that game, that would have been embarrassing. Yeah. What happened to the Heat in 2014? Yeah. That's what would have played out. Record margin type shit.
2: I swear I thought Clay was still gonna come out fourth quarter. Dude, I. <laughs> when it got to seven, I'm like, okay.
1: I really thought he was coming in after the first half.
2: <laughs> I would have been like, okay, Clay, stretch out. You, you getting it?
1: Because <laughs> they cut it. They cut it to like what was it, five or seven again? I think five was. At halftime, right? It was close.
2: It was seven at halftime, but I think they came right out and got to five or something. Okay, real close. Yeah, yeah. Then well, I thought it was time if Clay. If Clay played when they were within seven, they would have won the game, I think, honestly.
1: Yeah, and I mean, assuming he could give them something.
2: If he gave them four threes, I mean, honestly, honestly,
1: even if he doesn't give you the four threes, just his presence would have allowed uh, Draymond, hopefully, to play a little bit better. Iguodala would have played a little bit better. Even Cousins Cousins. probably would have gave you a couple more points.
2: Cousins definitely, I think, would have... I think he would have helped them um benefited the most from Clay's yeah. uh, spacing. Because Livingston's man was guarding Cousins most of the time. Just making sure he didn't get it because he played so well last game. And um and then Cousins also couldn't make any really good passes to cutters because yep. everyone was clogging I mean Toronto got like three defensive three seconds calls. They were just clogging the paint.
1: That's what you gotta do with Livingston, Iguodala, and Green.
2: Yeah, but I'm saying with Clay there. It yeah, that doesn't makes happen. A lot harder, yeah. All right, um, <laughs> you got anything else? Hopefully, Clay and Durant plays next game. Is yeah, Durant what it,
1: out. Um, I think Durant's supposed to come back.
3: Mm.
1: <laughs> well, they said I don't know. They haven't announced it, but um. Dude, I it's really weird for Durant to just come back like no Durant is ruled out for game four. Oh wow. Clay is likely to play.
2: <laughs> wow. Okay. Dude,
1: cool. they're they're fucking lying about Durant's injury. I swear they
2: are. A lot of people are saying that. I don't know. Durant might be lying about his injury.
1: Right, like, what the fuck happened to his calf? If it wasn't a tear, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, they keep showing him in the tunnel. He looks mad, refreshed, and and well, springy, and it's excited. A right? I think so. Well,
2: Kawhi missed a whole year with a hip contusion.
1: Oh, maybe that's it.
2: <laughs> See you in uh, twenty twenty, Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Since you, you know, I'm just saying. Kawhi can miss a whole year from a hip contusion. Durant, you know, Durant might not come back if if a contusion is that serious as they make it seem. Yeah. Yeah, so <clears throat> I hope he does come back. And the thing is, if Raptors, this same game with Durant and Clay, Warriors win easily. Which oh, 100%. I don't think anyone doubts. Yeah. I don't think that's a hot take. Uh, real quick. Um, just sticking to the NBA, did you see that the Nets and Kyrie Irving have mutual interests?
1: <laughs> I mean. Dude, the Nets uh, just made a goat move, by the way. Uh, I don't think this is breaking <laughs> news. No, it's a few hours ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
1: Did you see this? Yeah. They traded Allen Crabb. In his $18.5 million contract. Yeah. I just want... Dude, for those who don't really know the NBA, just mm-hmm. just think about that. A, a guy you probably have never heard of is getting paid $18.5 million a year. Yeah. And it, it, rightly so, because he's not that good.
2: <laughs> Most certainly not.
1: But anyway, he got traded... For what I believe to be a very quality forward in Torian Prince,
2: I completely agree.
1: And a twenty-one, uh, a f- wait, hold on, and a twenty, twenty-twenty-one second-round pick.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, from the Hawks, that might be a high second-round pick, and the Net- especially if they're picking hold up on. Crab.
1: The Nets are getting another pick. Right. Or no, the Nets are sending uh a lottery protected pick to the Hawks, excuse me. Mm,
2: for 2021 as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, the Hawks? I've heard that the Hawks are trying to put a package together for the third pick for the Knicks. They're trading that they're trading the their two top 11 picks to the Knicks for the third
1: for they're really doing that for RJ Barrett.
2: That's I was happy for the Knicks' sake. Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> True. That's, yeah, you're right. <laughs>
3: yeah, but that's like,
1: gonna do in, like not to roast Shaw, but that's like a really smart, like good franchise move. And you know, the Knicks find a way not to make those.
2: Well, the Knicks initiated it. Oh, okay. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, they want reddish. That's why they did mm. it. Makes sense. Which, which to me, honestly. And they better not take crab in the deal too. <laughs> get two crabs, crab and reddish, they're the same thing at this point.
1: Courtney Lee's gets paid a lot to do little, also.
2: <laughs> yeah, so we'll, another we'll guy see. like that. We'll see what happens. I, I hope. Um, I hope it works out for Tori and Prince because I think he's in a good spot. Yeah, man. They if close the up some room. Yeah, the Nets are gonna try to get something. I'm I call- think the.
1: Hot take: Kyrie Irving and Kawhi Leonard on the Nets next season.
2: Kawhi Leonard ain't leaving the Raptors. If Kawhi leaves the Raptors, no one should ever call Durant um, disloyal ever again. <laughs> ever.
1: They're opening up I... food. They're giving uh, him lifetime passes to eat for free. Who? Kawhi <laughs>
2: in Canada. Yeah. Listen, man. If he leaves, I will never ever call anyone. Disloyal again Other than Kawhi <laughs>
1: Yeah dude it's He's in a spot now where like like Win or lose Public opinion will be very bad if he leaves
2: Win or lose If he leaves I don't care He is completely I mean don't get me wrong I know he got traded there because it was the best move for the Spurs Right I think the Spurs made out pretty well in the trade too I don't know if they could have got much better Yeah Um. So don't get me wrong. I know he's not there on purpose, but to to be in a perfect spot. I mean, you made it to the finals and you're gonna leave. That's insane, man. Even if he hates all the guys on the team, it just would be crazy for him to leave this situation.
1: Well, I think they're talking about him probably taking a small deal to stay there. That's cool. And I think that's his best bet, dude. I think he's gotten to the point where he needs to start playing it like LeBron and KD play it.
2: He bought a house in Toronto. Yeah. He's staying in Toronto. But he,
1: he bought a house in San Diego, too. I mean, that's his home home spot.
2: Yeah, this is uh, This is winter spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he not staying in Toronto in the winter. I mean, you know, Christmas break, he's going to be in San Diego, you know? You're right. The, the thing is um, with the Nets, real quick. I think the Nets are pretty much banking on losing D'Angelo Russell at this point. Now, I I think they should offer him the max, and I think they're thinking about it. But I do think they believe that other teams are gonna try to get Russell, so I I think they're just saying, okay, we'll probably lose Russell, so let's we'll see what else. You we know, can get. to
1: me, Russell's in a tough spot where, <clears throat> like, if I'm the Nets, I don't want to offer him a max deal. Mm-hmm. But I think he's only worth a max deal on the Nets.
3: Right. Like, it's get, hard for me you. to
1: picture him going to another, whether it's a trash team or a great team. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to picture him going to another team and doing what he just did.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Just, the, the Brooklyn was built for, for a talented guard to thrive. But, like you gotta keep in mind he he had a great season, but he had some ups and some downs. For sure. He wasn't just a twenty one a game guy. He was more of a 30, 28, 30, 4, 6, 9. Like Yeah You know what I mean? So I just don't see him going to another franchise and translating well.
2: Yeah, well it seems <laughs> It seems like the jazz, him and the jazz have mutual interests. So
1: that would be very strange, but I would be excited to see that.
2: <laughs> Why strange and excited at the same time? It just in in theory, it would
1: make Donovan Mitchell's game easier. Mm-hmm. But again, like the way Utah plays. Like, Russell's kind of a pick-and-roll creator,
3: mm-hmm.
1: where Utah's a little more balanced than that.
2: Well, are they balanced because that's how they play, or are they balanced because Rubio has limitations?
1: I think a number of their guys have limitations.
2: No, but I'm saying, in this situation, between Rubio and Russell... Well, he's
1: definitely... Like, a, don't get me wrong, in any way you look at it, he's an upgrade over Rubio. Mm-hmm. Because what he gives up in uh, defense, he makes up for in tough shots alone.
2: Right. And they. Uh, I'm the point I'm making is that they have to change the way they play with Russell. Have to. Yeah. And I'm um,
1: just curious, like, that adjustment might be a little stiff in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I, I don't see... Mitchell, at this point, is going to be hard to play with for a lot of guys because he's such a... One man army, capable guy, and if you're not, if he's not, doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's not the same, you know.
1: Yeah, but I think he could adapt as well.
2: He could, yeah. yeah I think
3: I Russell would like that too. move.
1: That would be that's something I would want to see out of a franchise that I'm rooting for.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like maybe maybe it doesn't work out in a championship, but it shows me that you're going for it. Right. Same thing, like Philly got spanked in the second round But -hmm. they went for a title They didn't just, you know, try to make good moves And try to save money here And then overpay here No, they went to try to win it all
2: Like the Trailblazers? (laughs) (laughs) Sure Exactly what you said they didn't do, I'm saying? Yep (laughs) Right if the Trailblazers don't make a move, I'm done talking about them. I'm serious,
1: dude. I'm I'm with you.
2: Um. What about Phoenix? You think should Phoenix target D'Angelo Russell? Yes. You like Russell and Booker better than Russell and Mitchell? Um. That's really that's really all the team has. At least Jazz have a center. All star center. But the
1: that's the thing, like. <laughs> Phoenix has that Brooklyn kind of built, like built, like in terms of With just less talent. a bunch of scrubs who can kind of thrive if you put him in comfortable positions. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Russell can thrive in to me.
2: So you think you like him better there?
1: Yeah, just, I mean, it's not like a gigantic difference, but I think it'll be an easier adjustment, especially early on.
2: I think so, too, because also Booker doesn't clog the paint much. Booker could just be a clay for Russell, in a way. I mean, he's better. He's not better, but he's better at getting his own shot than clay, in my opinion. Yeah, much better. So, but if he needed to just be a clay, just be a corner spot up, just be a spot up off the picks and all that stuff, he could. And Russell could easily play that, um driving kick game cuz that is what he does now but um uh Joe Harris was nowhere to be found in the playoffs so but Booker can be that role for him that two man game um I I think he's an underrated free agent this year I agree with that uh I think um I won't say he's a franchise he's a franchise changing player but not a franchise-saving player, you know? Agree. So, all right. Um, You got anything else specific? You want to go in the NBA? Just no. NBA? Uh, I mean, what what's going on? I don't, I don't have anything else. I mean, was that the first trade of the offseason? The <coughs> Hawks and Nets? Crab, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't have anything else, really.
1: Did you see the uh, <laughs> people got mad at that chick who tried to talk to uh, Jay-Z? <laughs> and Beyonce was, like, sitting there salty. At the game? Yeah. No. Dude, oh, it's funny as shit. Like, it's a... Like, obviously, Jay-Z's sitting, Beyonce's to his left. And there's another woman to Beyonce's left who kind of leans over and like starts talking to Jay-Z.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, it's funny as shit cuz I I watched it in mute. I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Mm-hmm. But you could just see Beyonce's expression just get more and more like negative. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah. Dude, just listen. She makes those faces. Yeah. Those funny faces, yeah.
1: Dude, that interaction led to this woman getting death threats on social media.
2: That's crazy.
1: She's she's actually, that other woman is the wife of uh, Warrior's owner.
2: What was she, she was just trying to say hello? I'm assuming they
1: were just like talking about something. Ugh.
2: That's crazy. Hold
1: on, hold on. Um, It says, Jay-Z asked for a vodka soda, and she leaned over to ask him if he wanted a lime with it.
2: That's it? And Beyonce was salty? Yep. Come on, B.
1: She was asking both of them if they wanted a drink. Because the Warriors had invited them to the game. Right. And she's the wife of the owner.
3: Right.
2: It's
1: casual conversation. Oh my god, dude. Social media could be out of control with this type of shit.
2: For sure. Yeah. Alright, um... Well we're at over an hour So we're gonna get out of here Yeah, And come back uh, We'll be back this weekend Yeah for sure
1: Anything uh, we're like Guaranteed to check out Musically? Yeah I'm not even aware of what comes out
2: tomorrow mm, Is the, Does the Freddie Gibbs come out tomorrow or next week? Um, I don't know I know Um, uh, I think I heard Chris Brown's Trackless came out and everything, yeah. I think he drops later this month.
1: That's I'm listening to that 100%. Yeah, yeah, jo-
2: Jonas Brothers. Oh, I'm listening, I'm listening to the music.
1: Yeah, I mean, sure. if nothing else is out, all right. Oh, no, yeah. Freddie Gibbs comes out at the end of the month, they got pushed back. Man, Freddie... I hate that this happens. Yeah, dog, I it happens so often, people don't even notice this. Shit. You check. Two weeks before, and it's like, "Oh, this project's coming out in two weeks." Then you check yeah, a week right. before, and it's coming out in a month and a half.
2: Right. I
1: hate that, man.
2: Um, I think Tyga might be dropping.
1: Whoa, plot twist!
2: Uh, Definitely
1: listening to that.
2: Jonas, Tyga, uh, Peter Frampton. <laughs> Santana, wow, okay, T Grizzly, he's dropping an album. That's what it says.
1: Hey, you I'm see? listening to that for
2: sure. Scriptures, mm. you ever heard of it?
1: I don't know. I don't think so.
2: Waka, Mollywood, okay, Waka, <laughs> welcome back.
1: <laughs> My, welcome if back. it's if it's less than ten tracks, I'll check it out. <laughs>
2: less than 10 okay <laughs>
1: 10 or less i'll give him 10 or less
2: future has a <sighs> no
1: future.
2: no things yeah I'm d- i might Keep pass on future. that
1: actually i'm lying i don't know why i do this i even though i hate him and i shit on him all the time every time some project comes out i'm listening to it
2: i'm done with future it's only seven songs anyway okay i cool. might after i finish jonas <laughs> oh wow waka his wow, Dirty Tracks.
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> wow,
2: good features. You'd though.
1: have to fucking pay me money to listen to that. Oh, good features are on
2: there? Wayne, Machine Gun Kelly, OJ to Juice Man, <laughs> <laughs> Gucci Mane, Young Thug, Papoose, Offset, Cash wow. Out. Is, hold on, is this... I guess this is new. <laughs> Once I saw OJ... The juice, man! I couldn't believe it was new. Future, Bobby Valentino, a couple Gucci main songs. He is a waka flocka featuring waka flocka. Okay, all right, waka. Yeah, um, we got a couple, man. We got a couple to get into. We'll talk yeah. about it more. I'll check air.
1: out. I'll, I'll surprise people. I'll, at least one of the projects I listen to will be a plot twist.
2: All right, that's cool. Tyga is one hundred percent, though.
1: If it drops, uh, a thousand percent. It's the first one I'm listening to. Two
2: Chris Brown songs? Yeah.
3: Oh, whoa, I'm in there.
2: (laughs) Got to, yeah. February, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And two Wayne songs, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. One Wayne song and one song called Light Skin Lil Wayne. Excuse me. Sorry, (laughs) Tyga. Sorry (laughs) if I was confused. (laughs) All right. Um, I got a throwback. Uh, this is to take us home. This is Bun B featuring Drake from uh, 2010. Not that long ago, but you know, it is what it is. You got anything else to say before we leave? Nah. No, uh,
1: thanks for listening. As always, uh, we'll be back either this weekend, maybe Monday at the latest.
2: All right.
4: And when it come to be a trail, I'm the litmus test Run it like a fitness test And when it come to making history, I'm like Joe's son A million ways to die, you already chose one A million dollars that it sounds like a good beginning We on the top, now go back and tell her who we winning And while you're there, let them know I did it just for them I made them pop the cash up and left them just to flim If that's the king of the trio, Go tell them, yes, it's him And his testosterone is up, who's got the estrogen? I like your girl and I think she like me even more I hit her with that even hoe and then I'm leaving bro The dirty house finest and dirty south behind us Now that's a plus on the report, boy, not a minus Keep your security blankets because I'm not your liners You got a problem with this, you know just the spot the finest
0: Since you're telling on me, tell the world about me Ask your girl about me, she'll probably tell you that I Put it down, put it down, you know how Put it down, put it down, it ain't time I come around I just bought a car, the nigga pimp owned it I threw some tents on it
4: it high. I put it down, put it down You know how I put it down, put it down Every time I come around They know I'm in a photo off the state of mind the superstar status I elevate the grind My time is money so I put some money on my time Lightning on the brightness, so exciting when you see the shine We on the level though before us never even thought of I broke my bread and fed my team just like the Holy Father I helped the blind to see and kept it G just like I order. The only thing that's left for us to do is walk on water We playin' all four quarters till the clock expire So till I see the ref wavin', I will not retire My flow is still official, and I still got the fire Can't take your eyes off it, like when you watch the wire And in 010, we finna go in So let the opposition know that there is no win And I am no friend, so put your hand down And tell them stand down, before it's man down
0: since telling on me, Tell the world about me, ask your girl about me She'll probably tell you that I Put it down, put it down You know how I put it down, put it down Every time I come around I just bought a car, the nigga pimp owned it I threw some tents on it, he woulda loved it high Put it down, yeah. put it down uh-huh. You know how I put it down, put it down Every time I come around Got a hundred girls in each phone Drizzy Drake, man Young Sweet Jones I never cheat unless you count the girls I cheat on I know you can't bring every single One you meet home Homesick just when I thought I was sick of home Losing track of time Every day we switching zones Drizzy Hendrix, I'm just backstage Getting stoned, thank me Later, man, A million copies shipped and gone Overboard, nigga, I'm quoting more, nigga Results are in, I guess you should've voted more, nigga Swimming in the money, y'all just float ashore, nigga Never drowning, what the fuck you think this boat is for, nigga? Yeah, I'm quick to take a R&B diva I bring some friends, she bring some friends that know what we about And when it's done, I put my slippers on and see them out And tip the driver to make sure he take the scenic ride I swear these women living like they trying Write a book after But I'm just really trying to Keep it G for my chapter Listen to my words See just what I mean Rest in peace to Chad Butler Every day I'm riding clean oh, damn. Since you're telling on me Tell the world about me Ask your girl about me She'll probably tell you that I Put it down, put it down You know how I put it down, put it down Every time I come around I just bought a car The nigga pimp owned it I threw some tents on it He would've loved it high Put it down, put it down You know how I put it down, put it down they Ain't time I come around Since you're telling on me, tell the world about me Ask your girl about me, she'll probably tell you that I Put it down, put it down You know how I put it down, put it down they Ain't time I come around I just bought a car, the nigga pimp owned it I threw some tents on it, he would've loved it high Put it down, put it down You know how I Put it down, put it
3: down, it's how I come around